Welcome back to Let's Go. Let's Go presented by Hertz. Here's a man who's always in a hurry. The great Larry Fitzgerald. Larry, that was some weekend of football. Man, Jim, the NFL just does not let you down, man. Every single week, compelling stories from, from you know, unbelievable comebacks to, you know, injuries. I mean, just so many ups and downs. You know, if you're a football fan, you know, you, you, you got to be elated with week two. Even got a great fight in that New, in that New Orleans Saints Tampa game. We got a little skirmish. I mean, you can't you can't ask for better. Hey, I was at Canelo and Triple G, <laughs> and it was a better fight between Lattimore and Evans, and what went and what went on on the field down there with the Bucks and the Saints yeah. <laughs> than the fight the night before in Las Vegas. I would agree, Jim. That 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 has been going on for years. They've always been chippy. They're both elite players at the position in the game, and uh, you know I hate to see guys getting thrown out, but it, it it is it is kind of fun to see some guys mix it up from time to time. We weren't going to start there, but what's it like to be in a fight on a football field? I mean, okay, now we got 50-plus guys plus coaches, everybody running to the center of the field. Guys got helmets on. There is nothing but peril involved for these players because you start throwing punches, you're going to hurt yourself, and everybody's mad, and, and, and here we go. What's it like to be in one of those scrums? Well, I haven't been in one that was on the field, like during the game, but I've been in, I've been in practice brawls often. You know, the most important thing is make sure nobody's behind you. And you keep your helmet strapped up because you don't want to catch one, you know, with your helmet off and somebody knock you out and it's on tape. And, you know, the guy's clowning you for, for life, you know, so you got to got to have your head on a swivel. And Mike Evans takes his helmet off. I, I think he wanted the camera time. He, he saw the Triple G <laughs> and the Canelo fight. He wanted to show everybody that great smile and that, you know, that, that fresh edge up. <laughs> you know, I have no idea why he wanted to take his helmet off. Somebody can come up behind you and catch you clean. And we're having fun with this, Larry, but it's gotten real serious because Mike Evans now suspended for a big game against the Packers, and the repercussions of this are reverberating now, affecting his team for protecting his quarterback and coming, in essence, to use an NBA term, off the bench and initiating contact. Yeah, this is this turned into a real deal that I know Tampa did not want anything to do with. I mean, you, you, now you're down, Mike Evans. There's no telling what's the status on Julio Jones. Godwin's uh, out with the hamstring. Tom Brady's now lost his three best receivers. Um, and, you know, it just puts you in a predicament you don't want to be in. And, uh, you know, it, it could all have been avoided if he would have just handed himself in a, a better way. And these guys don't really want this. You don't play at boxing. I mean, this this it's, you know, emotions get in the moment, and he's – defending a teammate. And by the way, and as for Lattimore, we don't know what the fine will be. It hasn't come out yet, but he's not going to lose a game. Otherwise, I'm sure it would have been announced at the same time. And he's the one that initiates all of this by throwing the punch at Leonard Fournette. Jim, the real question is, can you play next week? All the passes you've been catching from time over the years of Yellowstone... <laughs> they might they might they might need you out they might need you out there. Can you get open, Jim? Let me tell you something. Me, a couple of the other guys, Augie, all right, Maddie, Jarrett, Aaron Andrews' husband, the great Jay, and uh, Stedman. I don't know who's going to get the call, but uh, you never know what might happen. That would be a sad state of affairs to see any of you guys <laughs> out there running routes. <laughs> Are you available, Spitz? No. Come on. You're still taking calls, aren't you? No, no. All right, now let's get to what happened on the field with these games as opposed to these fights, which uh, became a sideshow. How about them Cowboys? Everybody giving them up for dead. They lay a tremendous egg and lose Dak Prescott week before against Tampa Bay. And now we got a guy named Cooper Rush 
Cooper Rush? Is he going to be the new Danny White? Is he going to be the new guy <laughs> to step in, fill these shoes, and become the hero to save the season as they wait for Dak? Because he looked really good yesterday filling in, and, and they beat the Bengals. Well, Jim, you could just tell he had a real great understanding of that system. Um, you know, he had a great understanding of, of the players that were out there with him. And after the game, just the hugs and the admiration that his teammates were showing him, you could tell there's a really, really high level of respect from the guys around him. And, um, you know, I, hopefully that can just continue to move forward. They can build on that positive momentum that they showed uh, on Sunday. Uh, but they, they have to do a better job of starting games and being a little bit more uh, congruent in terms of the way they run their system offensively. Uh, defensively, Michael Parsons is spectacular, Jim. I mean, he beats you with power. He can beat you with speed. His tenacity, his motor, the way he performs every single week. I mean, he, he had a sack last week against the Bucks, but he he's always back there causing issues and, and making quarterbacks uncomfortable. He is, I think he's right there in the front running for player of the year right now defensively. We're two weeks into 17, and you've got a player of the year. Two games, defensive, really? Defensive, defensive player of the year. He's got, yeah. got four sacks and a, a, a bunch of hurries. I mean, he's, Jim, you got to watch the guy a little bit more closely, man. He's, he's dynamite. I'm watching him, but I got a question for you, Larry. Did you know that Hertz has the largest EV rental fleet in North America? I did not know that, Jim, but now I do. Now you do, and you can get your next Let's Go moment the electric way today. Visit Hertz.com slash EV to learn more. Hurts. Let's go as we continue here on Let's Go. Jim Gray along with Larry Fitzgerald. Jim, what about Tua and the Miami Dolphins? <laughs> what what an unbelievably compelling game yesterday. Lamar Jackson again in MVP form, over 100 yards rushing, 300 yards passing, and Tua, my goodness, that fourth quarter, Jim, what you think about that? That was unbelievable. And you know what it was called by Coach McDaniel? It was called the effort play. Just go out and See what happens here in the second half. He thought his team was really down. Peter King doing some great reporting uh, in his column, as he always does. Uh, effort, huh? How many times have you been on a sideline where that that became the predominant theme because things just look so bad? Well, not not this early in the season. Not week two. Never, you know, has that come into play. But uh, Jim, every every player kind of has that aha moment, and I feel like that fourth quarter was Tua's aha moment. I mean, the way he led that system. I mean, his receivers are, are elite with Waddle and, and Tyreek Hill. I mean, both those guys being able to get behind the defenses, make plays when they get the ball in their hand. But his confidence level has gone through the roof, and it, it's really exciting to see a young player coming into his own. 36 for 50 with 469 yards, six touchdown passes, four in the fourth quarter. Okay, so Miami, you know, kind of been in that no man's land. You know, they lose a lot of games early in the season, come rushing back, try and make push to the playoffs, usually falls a little bit short. Now, look at where they are in a division that had been dominated by the Patriots. They're going to be looking up at the Bills, everybody's Super Bowl contender. But Miami has kind of turned this whole thing around. How much, how much credence do you give to the turnaround to one guy, Tyreek Hill? I would say you have to give a lot, but I will give more at this point to Tua. Um, because Tyreek Hill has to get the ball from him. Uh, I think his confidence in the way he's playing right now, it's, it's, it's doing, you know, unbelievable, you know, wonders for that organization. Uh, you know, with this, with the stuff they had going on this offseason, the suspension of, of Mr. Ross, all the things that happened throughout the course of the offseason, new coach and, and two has really elevated his game. Um, their defense is already really talented. They, they do a great job on that side. And that was kind of the missing piece that they needed. They surrounded him with a lot of weapons and he's living up to the billing. And, you know, Larry, a lot of people are going to be eating some crow uh, about Tua because of the things they've said about him in the past. And now he's coming out and showing 
you, you call it the Oprah aha moment, but a lot of people have had the uh-oh moment regarding Tua in the past. Like, uh-oh, this has got no shot. Yeah. When do you cross that bridge? It just can't be one game. Well, you know what? Last year, he was going through everything with the coach. You know, you could tell that, you know, just by the way some of the players were calling, the coach didn't trust him. And when a player knows that his coach really is behind him, really wants to put him in position to have success, is going to give him the reins, I I think it brings something out in you. And I I think we're seeing that right now. I mean, Tua's playing with confidence. He's he's, he's getting back in his drop, and he's sitting on that back foot, and he's letting the ball go. He's not thinking about it. He's letting his guys make plays. And you can see that that, that confidence continue to grow as he he plays better week in and week out. And, you know, like I said earlier, you really love to see it. You saw with Kyler Murray yesterday, you know, taking that step. The Cardinals struggling. They were down 20 points. He willed his team uh, back into making some really tough throws, scrambling for a touchdown. Uh, It's really nice to see that with young quarterbacks. Jim Gray with Larry Fitzgerald right here on Let's Go. Our program is brought to you by USAA. USAA was started in 1922 by a group of soldiers who made a promise to always take care of their own. And after 100 years, USAA is still serving the military and their families. Find out more at USAA.com slash 100. So the Cardinals go from being down 0-2 and looking to have their season on the brink. There was this one play, uh, a two-point conversion in the fourth quarter where Kyler Murray ran 86 yards, 86 yards before getting the two-point conversion. Uh, zigzagging all around the field, got out of the grasp of Max Crosby. The Raiders' collapse yesterday is epic in and of itself. We can talk about that in a moment. But the young man never gives up. Last week I criticized him. I still don't believe that he will be the guy that will lead his team to the promised land. But he's an amazing talent. But there's no disputing the the talent level, Jim. Um, And he showed a lot of maturity. It was been very easy to to fold the tent on the road, you know, against a really good football team, down 20 points, you know, but that's not what they did. They continued to fight. Um, you got to give a lot of credit to Vance Joseph and that defense, especially in that overtime, being able to get the ball out two times, not only, you know, forcing one fumble, but being able to force another one and scooping and scoring. And, I mean, to be able to win in the fashion, and it, that really can galvanize and, and, and motivate you to, to put some things together. And, uh, you know, it was, it was unbelievable. You got to be – and that Raiders locker room and meeting rooms, I mean, there's a lot of – there's got to be a lot of questions that are being asked right now. Um, you l- lose a tough game last week to the, to the Chargers, and then you come home and, and play against a Cardinals team. You have down 20, which a game you expect to be winning, uh, especially in a division that that's that competitive. You want to be able to put yourself in, in the running with Kansas City. Now you're down two games to them through two weeks. I mean, it's just a lot of questions that need to be answered. All right, with that, want to let everybody know that Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, even football fans can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. What would you like the power to do? Member FDIC. Much more with Larry Fitzgerald right here on Sirius XM. Stay with us on Let's Go. We'll be right back. 
Hi, this is Lindsay Rhodes, host of the NFL Roadshow podcast. Now that the NFL season is finally underway, we'll be filling your podcast feeds with three, yes, three fantastic podcasts every week. On Mondays, we'll be reacting to all of the action from the weekend's games. Wednesdays are for a deeper dive into one specific topic. And Fridays, we'll give you a bite-sized episode with all of my various fantasy football thoughts. You can listen to all of these NFL Roadshow episodes on the SXM app or wherever you stream your podcasts. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, along with the forgetful but ever-present Larry Fitzgerald. All right, as Larry comes to his senses, I want to remind everybody our show is brought to you by K Jewelers. Make your engagement truly unforgettable by custom designing your dream ring with K. Book an appointment with a jewelry expert at K.com or visit your local store. And celebrate every kiss with K. Jim, you need, to give Fran, you need to give Fran that ring that you've been talking about, too. Fritzy, you've been for down Christmas. that aisle. You've been at that precipice about seven or eight times, and every time you've gotten one of those K rings. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, no, no, not me. Not me. When's Jim, number some, seven some, coming? Oh, man. No, there's no there's no seven anything. <laughs> there's no seven. Only 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 guy with seven is our, co- our, our co-host Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? He's the only one with seven of anything. Okay. But, but Jim, something has been bothering me since Thursday, and I and I wanted to get your take on it. Coach Staley and the Chargers, um, arguably, you know, I, I would say a true contender coming out of the AFC. Um, his play calling, dis- clock management, and game time decisions, again, um, it, it, it baffles me. You're on the road against a division opponent that has dominated that division for a while. There's just this, this, this calls that you just can't make. You know, if your receiver's tired and he can't run the route to the full capability, you can't have him in the game. Should he have crossed the face on on that on that uh, pick six? Absolutely. But like those are decisions that cost you in in, in these games, Jim. And and I feel like he just does not do a good enough job of managing it. He just does not do a good enough job. And it's come back to bite him on a few occasions over the last two years. What are your thoughts on that? I've been very critical of Coach Staley, and will continue to be. And I understand your point, and I'm not going to dispute it. But Gerald Everett's got to do better. You don't bail out on a play on your teammates, even if you want out of the game in that situation. You're down in the red zone, close to the goal line. And you just gave up because you're tired. Okay? It's fine to be tired. It's fine to want out of the game. But not when the play's going on. No, that was awful. Well, Jim, you you have to have a work ethic and a want to in the football game. There's going to be times that you're tired. And so I agree with you wholeheartedly that he has to have better effort. Like that's indisputable. That's a, but he was trying to come out of the game to play before he was trying to get out of the game. They, they told him to stay in. So they knew he was tired. Um, and, and, and they still came to him. I, I just think you have to be able to read and understand your players better in those situations. And I'm not excusing his effort because it was piss poor and it can't happen, but you have to do a better job of reading those situations. So is that the quarterback? Why is he throwing him the ball? Herbert has to make a better play with that. He has to make a better decision. He sees the defender breaking on that ball. So you would love to see him throw it out the back of the end zone and live to play another down. Um, You know, he had made great decisions prior to that. The receiver has to do a better job. But I don't like the play call down there, Jim. I I just don't. I don't like that uh, down there in the red zone, you know, running whip routes, uh, especially in zone cover. I just don't like it. Well, the coaching is going to get in the way of this team. 
and it got in the way last year. And unless there's significant strides, look, you've got a young quarterback, and he played his heart out with those ribs. And uh, he's a tremendous, tremendous young man. Uh, his personality is fantastic. His talent level and ability, you know, we're just scratching the surface. And he's going to make some mistakes like that one. He's going to need help from his coaching staff. The jury's basically in already. So the jury, they've got to, they've got to go back to the jury room and ask the foreman, uh, you know, for mercy on the court here. Because yeah. as far as I'm concerned, you know, that coaching staff isn't helping right now. They didn't help last year. Jim, and uh, to, to, before we get off this game, the, the Chiefs secondary, they are in trouble, Jim. Teams are going to feast on that back end. They, 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 they do not do a good job covering it man-to-man. And for them to have success, you know, in, in the two games that I've watched, they're going to have to do a great job of scoring points. You know, week in and week out, they're going to have to score 30-plus points because that secondary is going to give up some numbers. It's going to give up some points. And, and I've seen it already just in the short samples. And they do. So their Achilles heel, you know, is going to be bailed out because Patrick Mahomes and that offense is just spectacular. Yeah. Jim Gray, along with Larry Fitzgerald, from tender grilled steaks to decadent desserts and an impeccable wine list, Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse will surpass your expectations by treating you to an extraordinary dining experience. Visit DelFrisco's.com to make your reservations. It was really unfortunate. We saw it last week with Dak Prescott. He's not out for the season. But yesterday, uh, Trey Lance, unfortunately, broke his ankle uh, while playing in the game. It's a sad moment to see a guy carted off like that. He'd been through all of the distractions of training camp, the casting aside of Jimmy Garoppolo, then bringing him back. And then Garoppolo gets in the game after this injury and wins the game handily. Um, first, let's talk about Trey Lance and, and the disappointment uh, uh, and the heartache that goes along well, you, with that injury. Well, you're devastated for him, Jim. This is not an ankle sprain or a pulled hamstring. This is a season-ending injury in, in all likelihood. You know, he's he's fought. He's earned the opportunity to be the starting quarterback there. The organization had given him the reins and, and it was allowing him to go take it on. Um, and, you know, to have that all taken away from him, you know, due to injuries, uh, it's it's one of the toughest parts about our industry in football. But, you know, the one thing that you can, you know, say is they have a quarterback that's been proven to have success. He, he took them to the NFC Championship game last year. They fell short. Um, but you have a guy who you know you can win with. He understands the offense and he's going to get the ball to the playmakers. And that's something that you can, um, you know, you could be thankful for that that injury to your quarterback. Like most other teams, they had that same injury. You wouldn't have that same feeling. And, um, you know, San Francisco's in a good position to have success because they, they know who their, their caller is. What about the whole thing of having cast him aside? He goes through the surgery. Uh, it never got to the point where it felt personal, but it had to feel personal to Garoppolo. He's practicing by himself, you know, just to stay in shape hoping that another team will trade for him and, and that he'll be able to continue, you know, his career. The guy's a half yard away from being a Super Bowl champion on a 60-yard pass. Um, then he leads him to the championship game again last year. Uh, they don't go, uh, obviously. And now he's back in control, and it's a huge opportunity for him because he can go procure a fantastic contract should he be able to perform show the league once again, or God knows what happens with the, with Lance's ankle injury coming back. So tremendous opportunity for Jimmy Garoppolo, and he'll be very professional. But on the personal side of this, how difficult is this 
to mentally just flip in a heartbeat? Well, it's very difficult. You know, if anybody was in a profession that you, you know, were cast aside and now that same people that cast you aside are putting their arm around you and telling you how much they care about you and how happy they are to have you. Um, but, you know, Jimmy's done a great job in terms of being a professional throughout this whole process. You don't hear any blowback or any muddling or any up. Uh, you know, upset comments that he's ever displayed. And that just shows you his professionalism and it's going to bode well. He understands if he can put 15 great games together, that there's another hundred million dollar payday for him at the end of the season. It, it may be in San Francisco or it may be with one of the other 31 teams around the national football league, but he understands that he has the keys to the, to the vehicle. Um, and you know, he, he controls his own destiny and that's a great position that all athletes would love to be in position to, to be able to control your own destiny. And what about the messaging now from Kyle Shanahan? He's caught between a rock and a hard place. It was, it's a catch-22. The other guy's much better. We're going with him. It's his team. It's his keys. We made that decision. And now, all of a sudden, you've got the guy who you discarded, who you, who you, were, who you were booting out the door, and you couldn't figure out how to boot him out the door, couldn't get a trade. And then you saw probably that Lance wasn't ready, so you wanted to have him as a backup. And now... Not that your future necessarily is tied to Jimmy Garoppolo's, but this season is. For sure, the season is. But, but Jim, in this profession, you understand there's going to be changes. There's going to be changes at right tackle. There's going to be changes at quarterback. There's going to be changes in the secondary. Guys are going to go down. This is this is part of what happens in the National Football League. You understand that when you play on that team, Jim. There's going to be changes. And anybody who gets hurt, you know there's going to be somebody that's going to replace you. So I don't think it's – as bad as you would expect. I, I think it's harder for Jimmy more than anybody on that team because he's the one that has been felt like he was disregarded and, and not cared about. His teammates are going to support him. They've all had success with him over the last couple of years. They want to see him do well. They're going to support him. So I, I think once he's able to kind of put it behind him and be able to refocus and understand that it's going to be his team for the rest of the year, I, I think he'll be fine. Do you recall a circumstance similar to this? Not me personally, but I've seen teammates go through it. I saw it with Edron James in, in 2009. We were making a playoff run, and they replaced him with J.J. Arrington. Um, and J.J. got banged up late in the season, and we had to come back to Edron. And Edron performed at a very high level, you know, multiple 100-yard rushing games late in the season into the playoffs. Really, we rode him, you know, to the Super Bowl. And uh, he was a big part of that. And, you know, I was one of the early times, you know, at 25 years old, I saw a veteran guy kind of just – be cast away and to be asked to come back and do it again. So I learned a lot. I've seen it happen, you know, in other players who are not as high profile. It, it's just, it's just part of the game. You understand that. And how about yourself with Bruce Arians to a certain degree when he came in, there wasn't yeah. a lot of love. No, early, early on it, it wasn't, you know, but it, I didn't lose my job, so to speak. You know, I was able to continue to have the ability to go out there and make plays. And I continued to do that. And that, kept me on the field and it kept me, you know, being targeted throughout the game. So I still had the opportunity to prove myself. A lot of guys lose that opportunity, you know, and then are asked to come back. That's not what happened to me. And how did you buckle down and want to prove yourself instead of saying, Hey, is it, is it, is it screw this guy? I'm going to show him. Or how, how do you, how do you handle the professionalism in you? Because when somebody antagonizes us or somebody says we're not good enough, or somebody tells us that, you know, they really don't want us around. Most people don't want to be where they're not wanted. Yeah. Well, Jim, you have two options. You know, you're, you're under contract, first of all, so there's nowhere you can go. But you are playing for your brothers. The 53 guys that are on that team, those are the guys that know you, they value you, they trust you. And most importantly, my responsibility was to them. 
And I was also a captain. So that's something that I always hold near and dear to my heart that I have to lead no matter if it's 10 plays, 30 plays, 70 plays. I still have to be a leader by the way I prepare, the way I treat you, the way I come to work every single day. And so those things are always running through my mind. And as long as I had a chance to be able to perform on the field, I control my own destiny. I control this since I was seven years old and I control it when I was in that position. And I never I never wavered from that. I never wavered. Larry, how long does it take for the officials to uh, get this thing right, too? Because there were certainly some issues with uh, Sean Hockley and his crew yesterday. Uh, let that game get away from him. We talked about the fight and Cleet Blakeman. Cleet Blakeman extended every drive for the Arizona Cardinals, uh, including a holding penalty, which would have ended the game. Everybody thought the game was over. The fans rushing out thinking the Raiders had won and they throw another flag to give more opportunities to to the Cardinals. How long does it take for the officials to get this right? Because uh, those two crews uh, certainly didn't get it right yesterday. Jim, this sounds a little personal to me. To, to me. It, I'm asking you nature. about I know the officials. You, I know you were at the game yesterday with the Mark Davis. And you indicate, to see him. The replays I'm indicate they're the wrong. I'm happy the Cardinals pulled that victory out. And I'm sorry you feel differently, Jim. I'm sorry. Let's so, get back to the so question me, now. How long does it take so Cleet, for the officials? Cleet, if you're listening, Cleet, thank you for the call yesterday. We appreciate you. <laughs> we, we, there you go. Okay, so Cleet Blakeman's now a member of the Cardinals. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay. Give him give him that little give him that little bird on the side of his hat. <laughs> no, Jim, I mean you see you see poor calls across the game. You know, you, you see things that are that are mind boggling. Then they go to the booth and then they double down on the mistake that you see. Um, you know, so it, it does take a lot of the time to to get these calls right. And even when you get think you're getting them right, sometimes they're not right. And then it takes nine minutes for you to for it to get done. You lost the momentum and you, you're, you're cold and then you got to go back out there and, and play again at the high level. So, I mean, we see it week in and week out, Jim. And, and but it makes for worse compelling, though. It's, it's a hu- it makes the human element of the game come out. Um, it, it's part of it. And uh, that's what makes it great. Can the officiating never catch up to the speed and the greatness and the excellence of the players? No, I think officiating is 10 times better now because all the calls are reviewable. So, I mean, even the ones that are made mistakes, you know, you can go back and atone for those mistakes. You know, so I think if you're looking at the the big picture, officiating is better than it's ever been. Oh, God. Do you like the fans or do you hate the fans? Because you just got a whole lot of people going to be coming after you. Here's his, here's his email. Don't send that here. The officiating's better than it's ever been. On what yeah. planet are you? I mean, we, if we went back to the 70s and you go to the AFC Championship game with Franco Harris, that ball hit the ground. We could debate. We could we can debate on all of these things. The, the, the calls that are made, Jim, now they can be fixed. If the ball if the ball touches the ground, if the guy's knee is down before he crosses the goal line, all these things are reviewable. So they're not just a guy making a decision based on what he sees anymore. There's video evidence that can support these calls, Jim, and that's why I say it's better because if they do make a mistake, it can be fixed. Well, you hit on a theme. The Raiders are still getting getting the shaft all those years <laughs> later from Franco Harris to Cleet Blakeman. To Tom Brady. That ball, did he tuck that ball, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> well, Walt Coleman said he did. So there you have it. We've come full circle. From the Immaculate Reception, which wasn't a catch, to Cleet Blakeman. Fitz, you were feisty today. Always fun to be with you. Got a big smile on your face. Always good to be with you as well, Jim. Always good to be with you as well. Had a good time. I hope hope this week's games are just as exciting. They will be. We'll talk to you next Monday night right here on Let's Go.
the great Larry Fitzgerald. Thank you, Fitz. Thank you. It so helps us that we're working with experts, Tom Brady and Larry Fitzgerald right there. But you know, for buying or refinancing a home, your expert is an independent mortgage broker. Find one at findamortgagebroker.com. It's powered by United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 3038. It's licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. Let's go, presented by Hertz. We're thankful for our producer, Dave the Snake Hagen. Terrific job. Production assistance by Harris Fabishoff. And to our wonderful sponsors, Hertz, USAA, K Jewelers, Bank of America, United Wholesale Mortgage, and Del Frisco's. The Let's Go Podcast with Larry Fitzgerald was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great week, and we will talk to you next week right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Sirius XM Podcasts.